and a good Wednesday afternoon to you, and it is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin McFarland here with you. Devlin, not a McFarland, a cousin, a McKenzie, in the Strike and Spare studio, Family Fun Center studio with us. Got a great show for you. In about 10 minutes, we're going to head to Knoxville. Mm-hmm. We're going to catch up with the voice of Alabama basketball, the number one team in the land. They are set to take on the Vols. The Vols have lost three of four. We talked about Tennessee with Vince on Monday. Tennessee, when I looked this morning, depending on where you looked, was anywhere from a two to a three-point favorite. Okay. That's interesting. How about that? Am I missing something? To me, it screams. Whenever you look at a line, you've heard me say this. And you do that, you know, dog hears weird noise, mm-hmm. head tilt. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Uh, Why? Why? Uh, what? Ten- Tennessee's favored by two or three points. What? What? Yeah, that's a little then shocking. That is, to me, Vegas going, I dare you. I dare <laughs> you. Do it. Do it. I dare you. Because your immediate reaction is, what? I get two or three points with the number one team in the land? And the Vegas is going, yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it. Listen, they got Looks the big, good, they got the big buildings it. out there for a reason. Do it. I know. We're going to give you points. And you're the, and then Alabama's the number one team in the land. We're going to do, do, do it. Sure thing. <laughs> well, I don't know if they I don't know if they said maybe they do. But that they is don't the say case. It, they suggest it. They suggest it. That is the case where uh Tennessee is the favorite. So we'll see uh, and we'll find out about this number one team in the land and this young man who played at Cane Ridge mm-hmm. and now is probably going to be a lottery. Not probably. He's going to be a lottery pick, right? It, you would think. I, I can't imagine you would how think. he's not going to be I mean, a lottery we'll see, pick. But in you the would NBA. think. Yeah, it, it feels that way. Yeah. So we'll talk to Chris Stewart coming up in about 10 minutes or so from Knoxville. Let me just start off by saying this and – Kind of shame on me. I'm not going to say us because it's really – I should have said something. But a little bit more yeah. information has come out. Should have addressed it yesterday. I feel bad. Uh, I have some regret. But thoughts and prayers with the folks in East Lansing, in Michigan State. Another oh, well, horrific situation. Um, we're still learning a little bit about it yesterday. Yeah, we really, you know, I became educated the after the show yeah. about you know another senseless shooting. Sure. In this country, and in this case, on a college campus. Yeah. Yeah. People with, you know, their whole lives in front of them. Yeah. Um, just sad and tragic. Yeah. And, you know, and very bizarre in this particular case. Um, and uh, very senseless. And uh, these things are always so difficult to deal with. Uh, nobody knows what to say. People just tweet things and. You know, it, it's it's a long, long problem that we've had for a long, long time, and we'll continue to deal with. But certainly, thoughts and prayers and everything else to the folks there in East Lansing as they remain Spartan strong here over the next uh, weeks, months, and years. And I'm they sure. have shut down all athletics this week. So yeah, nothing. and rightfully so. And they yep, have bigger nothing. things to focus on. Yep, no doubt about it. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, hated to to see that whole thing play out. I remember. What was it Monday night when it first surfaced? Yeah, I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, Are you, in fact, 
I think I was watching SportsCenter, and they're like, hey, we've got breaking news in East Lansing. I was like, what? You know, what's happened? Yeah. I was thinking, you know, is Tom, is Tom Izzo going to no, say he's going to retire no, at the no, end of the year? No, not that kind. What? No. 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 I, I, I don't want to say this about Tom Izzo, but I'd rather, I would have rather seen that. Had that be the news? Yes, than it was. I would have rather Tom Izzo retired than not that uh, I'm wishing several him people losing their lives to yes, retire. I would but I would have rather that been the news, but that wasn't the case. The Dolphins have found their new defensive coordinator. All right, and it's a familiar name, Vic Fangio. Ah, another failed experiment. Former as a head Denver coach. Bronco head coach, but. Yeah. Uh, was a good coordinator for the Chicago Bears uh, for a time, and I'm sure a couple of other teams. But, yeah, veteran, veteran coach. Uh, been around, seen almost everything. So could be a good fit there for the Dolphins. Calvin Ridley has applied for reinstatement. Yes. Do you know the last time he played an NFL game? I've not looked that up, no. October 2021. Okay. So he's going to have to knock off some rust, is what you're saying. Um, possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's going to have a little rust. It's almost two years when some, they, some timing when he gets back out on the field, and you know, see if the burst is still there, and you know, all that stuff. Luckily, he's young. He but is. I don't know, man. That's a long time, and he's now in the Titans' division. Yeah, people forget that was a little under the radar move by the Jags. Another weapon. I'm Another like, weapon for the Jacksonville pretty, Jaguars. Pretty savvy move. Yeah. And you don't expect that to be Jacksonville. You were you were very adamant about that yeah. when that happened. It's like uh, I don't know if people watched him in Atlanta, but he was pretty darn good. Very good. In a short amount of time. He was Certainly really saw good. saw him in college. Uh yes. yes very good. Did. Very effective. Yes, we did. So hopefully he'll be knocking off a lot of rust next season because he's gonna see the Titans twice. Mm. Just saying. So we got a lot of things to get into, college. By the, by the way, Bill Keen will join us to begin the second hour of the program. And I'm going to play a little game with Bill. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this. How many teams – this we to play a little quick trivia here. How many teams are currently in the SEC? I believe there's 12. No, 14. 14. There we go. There Sorry, we fourteen had is to default. The correct answer had to upgrade from the uh, from the last edition. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's about to be sixteen. There's about to be sixteen. So as soon 14. as you get comfortable with that yeah. fourteen number, you're gonna have to switch to sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are currently fourteen. And by the way, did you notice I didn't say SEC conference because that would be redundant. See, people. Do I that saw that SEC. It's conference. not an ATM machine. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. That is correct. So we're here to help too, people. You don't want to be redundant. Um, 14 teams. Do you know how many new OCs? Uh, so I guess it wasn't just a trend in the NFL. It was clearly a trend in college football as well. I don't know how many new OCs. I don't. Stay a wild guess. Well, let's see. Out of 14 teams in the SEC, how many have a new coordinator coming into this upcoming season? At least one, two, three, four. Four off the top of my head. So I'm going to guess maybe six. Mm. Good guess, but you're no, but you're a little low. Not there. A little low. Okay. You're going to have to keep going. Ten. Ten. Ten new offensive coordinators. The SEC was that bad? That ten. ten. People, well, I know a, a few people got, you know, promoted and moved on to other positions. So, you know. Well, Todd Munkin went to the NFL. Sure. So, I mean, typically the Nash, a team like Georgia – is it supposed to lose their OC? Yeah, right when they win the national championship back to back years, but he went to the NFL. 
So you understand that one. I think the other part of this is just we talked about this this week on the show. Just the importance of of offense. Oh, and yeah. How football, how the sport is set up today, if you can't score, you're probably in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Like Because if you're looking to win games 14-10 in today's game, well, you may pull it off once. You may even get lucky and do it twice. But if you're going to try to do that for a whole season, good luck to you. Yeah. You'll probably be on the outside looking in. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. That's not how it works. No, not at all. So I think the importance of offense and the importance of scoring, um, you know, that may be the new trend to always be looking for that next, you know, bright mind to get us over the hump and scoring a lot of points. Listen, people are looking for whatever works. Right now, offense is the king. Offense works, so this is what we're doing. I wish it was different. I wish we could incorporate other parts of the game. Uh, back in but you know listen this is the way it is across all sports now not just college football not just the nfl major league baseball making changes of course that we're going to see and i'm sure talk about at some point here um and hockey is made you know big changes in offensive output in the last few years offense is in right now now will it ever swing back to defense i'm not sure but people want to see the scoreboard light up so this is where we're going. Sometimes when you let the genie out, sometimes you can't get her back in the bottle, you know? Yeah. No, because if they wanted to reinstitute some defense, there are things they could do t- today sure. that would cut out heartbeat. some of the scoring, yep. but they don't want to do that, so nope. here we are. Nope. Feels that way. All right, we'll come back. We'll head to Knoxville. Chris Stewart is the voice of Alabama basketball. They're the number one team in the land. First time in 20 years. They've got a huge tilt in Knoxville against the Volunteers. We'll talk to Chris, and we'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual pie customer. The other workers' comp insurance company, they were going to reclassify our business, and then they were going to charge me $50,000. Meet Natalie, owner of the carpentry shop. Shocked by an unexpected bill, she knew it was time to switch her workers' comp provider. That's when she found Pi Insurance. When we got the quote back from Pi, it was a sigh of relief. They put us in a policy where we fit. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you could save at IWantPi.com. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. I'm grateful that there's a company out there that's willing to insure us little guys because every dollar counts with pie insurance you get pricing and coverage made for small businesses what are you waiting for ask your agent for pie or get a quote in three minutes at iwantpie.com that's iwantpie.com Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. 
Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or on Online at richardcourtney.com. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. It's a Bill King show. I just, I, if Nick coached another seven, eight years, I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be. Now, I'm not predicting it because I don't think you can predict that kind of thing. We don't know that. If he coached to 80, I would not be flabbergasted. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Titans fans, Preds fans, the McFarland Show has you covered. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Rolling along on this Wednesday afternoon, let's head to Knoxville. Big, huge tilt. We got the Vols perspective from Vince Ferrara, our man, earlier in the week. Now we're going to talk to the voice of Alabama, the number one team in the land. Chris Stewart is on the line with us in Knoxville. And Justin, our next our guest, Chris, does not realize this is when I knew how good of a guy he was. Okay. I, I was sent to Phoenix, Arizona, for the 04 NCAA Regional. Sweet 16. The pod had, you've heard me tell this story, that Connecticut team that when they came out on the floor to take on Vanderbilt, you I were went, like, no way. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, they're giants is, in the land. This is bad. Go back. This is really, really bad. Yeah, that's an NBA team. Alabama was in there taking on Syracuse. By the way, that pod had a two seed, a five seed, a six seed. Alabama was the eight seed mm. in that pod out in Phoenix. How about that? Mm-hmm. And I was doing the show in the hotel room before the game that day. And or maybe it was an off day. I was out there for several days, and I asked Chris to come be on the radio show. The problem was this is in my room, so it was kind of weird. He didn't know me, yeah. and he was still nice enough to do it. I've never forgotten that. That was 20 years. Wow. 20 years ago. Wow. I know he doesn't even remember that, but now he's on the line. He may have hung up by now. He's like, oh, crap. That was that weirdo. Chris, what's going on? Darren, that is so funny. I honestly don't remember. It's vaguely familiar. <laughs> but uh, but t- let me tell you what. So much of that trip was a blur 
because we were so excited to be there. It was, I'm not going to say out of the blue, because that team had played really well down the stretch. But it was such a fun, uh, incredible run. Man, I, anybody that was inviting me anywhere, I was like, oh, heck yeah, let's go. Come on, I'm, whatever. So I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I wasn't being set up. I'm glad it went so well. I'm glad that uh, it made an impact, and I'm glad we're able to talk 20 years later and, uh, and things are both going pretty good for us. Oh, uh, you were gracious to do it. I got so much grief from the listeners and from people on the show, like, why didn't I feed you? I mean, I got hit with, like, a 100 questions. Like, Chris came in your was, room and did the radio show. You yeah. offered him nothing. You didn't feed Look, him. You didn't give him a drink. Yeah. So they, they had a good time at my expense. I, I'll be perfectly honest. It didn't creep me out that you'd invited me there. If you had invited me a drink or food, it probably <laughs> would have. So I'm kind of glad you did. Now that you said that and we, I thought about it yeah. out loud, that's a good point. That's a really yeah, good point. Yeah, you, you handled it all right, man. I promise you. First time in 20 years this team has been number one. Oh, by the way, look what we're talking about. I mean, this was right yeah. around the range when you, you, you took this thing over. So you you remember this well, right? The last time Alabama oh, yeah. was number one in the, in the land. Oh, so you got to remember now, it's 21 seasons ago, 21 years ago, that this really occurred. It was uh, my first year. We were preseason number eight. You're coming off the SEC championship from the, the year before. Um, preseason number eight, the season opener, we're playing preseason number three, Oklahoma. It's at Madison Square Garden. I'm, I'm from Alabama, man. I had never been to New York City in my life, <laughs> let alone the Garden. And I get a chance to I'll, – I'll never forget, you know, Dave Wolosian, who's the voice of the Memphis oh, yeah. Tigers. Yep. We were game two of a doubleheader. Alabama, Oklahoma was game two of a twin bill. Game one was Syracuse and John Calipari against Jim Bayheim and Syracuse, Okay. I've been telling people for 21 years that Carmelo Anthony and I debuted at the Garden on the same night. <laughs> nice. I walk up, I walk up, and I got a suit on. You know, I'm getting there early, obviously, uh, for the game. I get there just before tip-off of Syracuse, Memphis, and Dave Wolosian is about to go on the air for to do the play-by-play. And I'd known Wolo for, gosh, seven, eight years at that point. But he didn't know that I'd gotten the job. Very few people did outside of Alabama. It had only been announced like six, eight weeks prior. Um, so anyway, I walk in, and he's, he does a triple take when he sees me walk in. And he, he takes the headset off, and he goes, Chris, what are you doing here? I said, Dave, I'm the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and I am as stunned by that fact as you are. And, and so that was – that was the first game. They got hot. They won eight in a row. People ahead of Alabama started losing. Christmas Day, we're number one in the country for the first and only time in school history until this week. So I posted a picture earlier today on the Instagram page. My daughter, my daughter was uh, a year old. I'm holding her. Uh, and... Now she is 22 years old, about to graduate from the University of Alabama in May, is a student worker in the basketball office. And, uh, you know, I said not a whole lot's changed in 21 years. And there I go from holding this baby to having my child who's an adult 
and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It really is. Time flies, doesn't it? Does does especially when you're it having does. fun. <laughs> well, having a lot of fun, and look, I've had a lot of fun over the last 20 years. There's no doubt about that. People have been great to me. Every coach I've worked with has been terrific to me. Uh, every day is a blessing. I've learned out uh, a lot in the last few years, especially. Uh, but it's a whole lot more fun being where we are than wondering if we're first four in, first four out, uh, which is where we've spent. I've spent a lot of I've spent a lot of February, March on the bubble with yeah. Alabama basketball, and grateful that that's not the case right now. We're fascinated by Brandon Miller. Uh, yeah, here, we we talk about him a lot. He mm-hmm. played about maybe ten minutes down the road from my house. It's what Justin, fifteen minutes from here from if the that. station, yeah. if that. Uh, well, traffic uh, in this town. Yeah, maybe, well, yeah, maybe okay. about forty. Yeah, yeah. now about it should 40, be about eight minutes. Forty helicopter, to forty-five minutes. Helicopter. Helicopter. There we go. As yeah. the crow flies. But how, how did this? So we've had we've, we've talked about him a lot. So we've even had people call in and tell us stories and. Look, let's go on and just get it from you. You would know. How did he end up at Alabama? How how did this young man end up at Alabama and what looks to be like probably a future lottery pick in the NBA draft? Yeah, and and maybe the first college player taken when it's when it's said and done. Yeah. Um it, as it's been told to me, you know, his dad played football at Alabama. Okay. Grew up an Alabama fan. You know, he was behind enemy lines, as we call it. Uh, when you're talking about somebody in in Tennessee that's a, a Bama fan, when I'm when I'm in Auburn, I called Bama fans there missionaries. Uh, you know, so, but I use behind enemy lines when I'm when I'm talking about an Alabama fan in in your state, and that's what he always was. And I think the the style of play, you know, it, it's one thing to be a 10, 11 year old kid and you're a fan of football and basketball team and, and the colors and all of that. But when he gets down to recruitment and you're a player of his status and stature and you got a chance to go wherever you want, a lot of it's relationship you develop with a coach, coaching staff and what style, how, how are you going to make me better? And how, how is what I do going to fit? Well, this guy, his size, his skill set, what he does fits perfectly in Alabama. And also with the roster, it was going to allow him to be in a situation like he's in where, I mean, yeah, a lot to ask of him. And they're, they, they need him to be fantastic. But you don't have to be fantastic every night, every possession, and have the weight of the entire ball game on your shoulders. I mean, you think about this, guys. Alabama's number one in the country in large measure because of Brandon Miller, but not exclusively because of Brandon Miller. This guy uh, didn't take a shot in the first half against Arkansas. Okay, they did a great job guarding him, but it's not like he disappeared and was a non-factor. He's making other plays that help contribute to winning. He he doesn't take a shot, and we're tied at the half, infatible. And then – you know, he hits two big threes after uh, Arkansas had made it a one-possession game. Noah Clowney hits a three. And then he comes back-to-back and hits two threes. And it's over. I mean, it completely shut them down. The um, – gosh, wait a minute. I'm trying to remember the other 
game where, uh, oh, on the road at Houston, he didn't have a field goal, but he made six free throws in the last minute that won the game. So when he's on, when he's at his best offensively, when he, when he, I've never seen a guy that can just kind of get lost in the flow of the game and do things that do impact it, but then all of a sudden can just all of a sudden in a, in a moment's notice take over. Little things, the hustle plays, the stuff, the, the hard hat award that they call it for, for the grade that you get on hustle plays. He's won it several times with Nate Oates, and I don't know if there are many superstars guys that are in this category that you're talking about um, that that do the, the little things like he does. He's so smooth. He's so skilled. Um, nothing seems to phase him. He'll play with emotion when the rest of the team can build off of it, but he can be so calm when that's needed as well. He's uh, I've said it many times, enjoy it, Bama fans, because you're not going to get a chance to see it for very long. He is he is a uh, great, great talent. We're really fortunate that he's been uh, been wearing Alabama uniform. I know a lot of your focus, uh, Chris, has been on obviously Alabama and, and tonight's game against uh, Tennessee and everything else is going on here. But I want to ask you a question, a bit off the beaten path. The lot of yeah. the news has been that uh, Texas and Oklahoma are going to be coming now to the SEC. Uh, in 2024, and we obviously think about that in a football sense, but we don't talk a lot about it in a basketball sense. What in your yeah. mind do they bring to the conference on the basketball floor that you are looking forward to seeing? Well, uh, I'm I'm not sure I would say I'm looking forward to seeing Oklahoma after they <laughs> beat as bad as they did in the last matchup, but I am actually, for one thing, I love going to uh, Norman, which is what, 20 minutes max from Oklahoma City, which has Mickey Mantle Steakhouse, one of my favorite places to go. So uh, I got a good meal before I got a drubbing when I was <laughs> when I was there last, that's for sure. I think they just fit, guys. I think their, their profile, I think their culture, what they care about from a sports and, uh, you know, from an athletic standpoint matters very similarly to what does in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, they they want to be great within their league, but they want to be great nationally as well. That's who they are historically, and I think that's why they fit. I'll tell you, to me, and this is not a criticism of the Missouri people or Missouri's program, Missouri makes more sense today with those two programs coming in than it has at any point since they've been there. Because they were, they to me, they were almost a panic move to make sure we had an equal number of of uh, teams coming in. When you brought Texas A&M in, which I thought was a great move to get A&M in the league, um, you had to have somebody come with them, and I think they probably wanted Oklahoma at that time, and Oklahoma couldn't make the move for whatever reason, um, and that's why you wind up with Missouri. Well, you know, I think ideally – as much as I'm as glad as I am that Texas is coming in now, at that particular time, I really would have loved to have seen it be A&M and Oklahoma because I think you would have weakened Texas, University of Texas, dramatically, let them go west, be a part of the Pac-12, whatever that was. I think that was some of the talk at the time. And OU would have come in and it would have fit seamlessly with the SEC. If you're going to get outside, 
and we've done that 20-plus years ago, 30 years ago now, whatever it is. If you're going to get outside of your real geographic footprint of the league, you may as well go ahead and do it right, and let's go get the biggest and best of the ones that fit you. And I think that's what Oklahoma and Texas will bring to the mix. I think it's going to be fun to have their fan base uh, fan bases come into our town. I know it's it, it's going to be enjoyable there uh, from a, a culture standpoint. I'm I'm excited about it. I really am. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Basketball. I think it'll be fun. Baseball, which which matters to me. I follow that. I do play by play for that as well. So and obviously football. We know that that's the uh, that that's what drives everything. So it's it's going to be a great move. And I think the league is positioned as well as anybody to be the best league in the country. Chris, I wanted to ask you very quickly about uh, uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt has not lost uh, since the uh, beatdown you were talking about, Oklahoma putting a beatdown on on you. Well, you know, you returned the favor on Vandy, I think. <laughs> the next game. Uh, the next game. <laughs> but, you know, listen, they haven't lost since, unless I'm missing something. It's, no, okay. Yeah. It's, you know, what did you see that night? Did you see anything out of them that said, you know, I don't know if this team is as bad as, you know, 104 to, to, to 44 or whatever it was? Yeah, look, Alabama, the way they played, the effort, the intensity, the way they shot the ball, uh, Alabama was going to beat anybody outside of the NBA and maybe a third of the teams in that league that night that weren't motivated. I mean, they were they were unbelievable in that ball game, and Vanderbilt happened to, to catch them on the wrong night. Um, <laughs> that is – but that is – Jerry's done a great job with that, with that team. They're competitive. They've got balance. He's kept them in it. Um, uh, you know, when when that speaks volumes to me, that you could you could lose a game like that and not lose your season. Uh, they were that is extremely impressive, and it's more a reflection of who I think they are than anything close to what happened. With the, they finally got you know they finally got Liam Robbins healthy. Uh, back in rhythm again, unless I've missed something there. But, you know, we were fortunate. We didn't have to play him the first time in Nashville. He was hurt. And then he was coming back and was in that game, and then he and the teammate collided. They missed both, missed some key minutes when that landslide started against Alabama. So I think it's just a much different team. They'll be dangerous. I hope we don't have to be paired with them in the uh, SEC tournament. Uh, dang sure don't want to see them in the NCAAs, even though I'm hopeful that they get there. Um, I think I think they're I think it's a sign of not just who they are for the rest of this season, but I think it's also a sign of things to come with his program under uh, Jerry Stackhouse. Chris, just to show you what I think of you when you're in the media room, just order yep. whatever you want uh, in Nashville at the SEC tournament and put it on my tab. Okay? <laughs> I've got uh, look. Vince and I will be rating that. Ferrara and I will be rating the room, and it's uh, it's on Darren. That's all right, all I'm saying. It's on Darren. Darren said, "That's how I start everything when I'm in this in your town." I go, Darren said, and then just do whatever the heck I want to do. Yeah, don't do that. It might not get you very far. You know, you probably not. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Oh, oh, seriously, I, I I used to live in Huntsville. I used to work at the ABC affiliate in Huntsville, so I've listened to you a long time. And I uh, appreciate your work and admire your work. Just wanted to pass that to you as I get a chance to talk to you, man. I appreciate it. 
Thanks. You know, You're really nice to say it, and I'm glad to uh, glad to be on with you guys anytime. Just let me know. Yeah, thanks for doing this in all seriousness. Uh, try to catch up with yeah. you when you get uh, to town. Apparently, I made paired, made such an impact. It's been 20 years since you had me on. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk soon. See you guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, he could, that line was there. You know, oh, yeah. it's like well, it was so memorable. What? Yeah, you're talking to me 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah deep, long-lasting impact. Yeah. That was uh, going back to that pod. Five seed uh, Alabama was the eight seed. Vanderbilt was the six seed. Syracuse was the five seed. Yeah, and that UConn team wasn't even a one seed. No, I look back when they came out on the floor. I'm like. How in the world are this, is this team a two seed? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, uh, when we come back. Yeah. We'll open it up the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600. Let's talk about it. Stackhouse and Vandy. Okay. They did it again. They and, did. In uh, non-eventful fashion last night. Sure. A convincing road victory. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll discuss that. More of the McFarland Show next. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet... You could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit givewestwood.org, givewestwood.org. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast. Today is going to be mostly cloudy, high 74. 
Cloudy and breezy with showers and spots of thunderstorm tonight and Thursday. Low tonight, 62. Thursday's high will be 68. Utilizing the resources of the One Bug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I got a lot of takes about what the games we saw. Are they hot weekend. takes? You don't have to put an adjective in front of them to be cooler like Jared Hot Take. You know, what? <laughs> Why didn't you fire Greg Ackerman? You know, when you ask questions like that, it's a look at me. I'm the one asking the question. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. We have got some of the best pop music on the station. Dang it. Still getting jammed up by big voice guy. False start. Magic in the air. Yeah. See, this music got me in a good mood, and I'm just like quick to jump on there. And Devlin's looking at me like, no, 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 no. He's doing the Dikembe Mutombo. No, 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 no. No, no. It's not your time yet. Uh, good stuff. Chris Stewart, Alabama play-by-play voice. Big game. Vanderbilt, I mean Vanderbilt. Tennessee and Alabama tonight in Knoxville. Last night, yesterday was Valentine's Day. You know what we decided last minute? Hey, let's go. Let's go to dinner. Let's go get our son okay. at Taekwondo, and then let's go get a quick dinner. Let's go early. Let's beat the rush. We know Valentine's Day. You're right. Like we're we're so past. I remember we had this conversation with Kevin Ingram yeah. yesterday. Like, you know, when you've been doing this, I don't know how long you and your wife have been. Like, we're 18 years. Like, yeah. I honestly, Kevin and Amy are about as about the same time frame myself and Lauren about 18 years yeah they mean they're a little bit more than us just a smidge but once you've been in the game like it's like you know you don't want to go to Valentine's Day restaurants they're, they're packed not on Valentine's on, Day I'm saying no. on Valentine's yeah, no, Day no so we went early and plus I knew the Vandy game was tipping at 5 30 I was like let's go let's go early let's get you know as so we get back home I want to watch that game probably you know probably a good game heck by the time I got home Vanderbilt was already whipping their butt. Yeah. It was over. They had already opened up the can. This was in the first half. Yeah. I was like, well, man, there ain't nothing to see here. I mean, I watched the rest of the game, but I sure. was like, I miss nothing. Yeah, 20-point lead at halftime. Yeah, and, and they never looked back. I mean, control. South, well, South Carolina, it got they a, made little, a, run. a little hairy. A we little. all knew they were going to make a run. Yeah. The teams make a runs. Little, a little hairy. Yeah. They cut it to nine, and yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, hit the free throws down yeah. stretch. Yep. Game over. Yep. Thanks for playing. Let's go to Clay in Nashville, who I'm sure wants to talk about that game. Clay, what's up? No, actually, I want to talk about uh, Justin's bio. Come on with it. (laughs) (laughs) I can defend everything in there, Clay. I will never, ever forget that phone call for the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm ready, man. I'm ready because I lived it, so I should know. Justin, are we boys now? Yeah, man, we're good. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, guys, it's been an interesting season for Vandy. 
Um, the thing, you know, the only thing I'm disappointed in, you know, games like the Grambling game, games like the Southern Miss game that they lost at home, if not for some of these really close uh, and even some conference games they've lost that were really, really close, you know, this is an NCAA tournament team, and they're playing like a tournament team now. I mean, they're playing as well as anybody in the conference, minus Alabama maybe. But, you know, January 31st in Tuscaloosa was a dark night. I mean, it was it was, it was was pretty bad. And uh, Alabama is really good. But, you know, I didn't think where I've been so uh, uh, – positive on this team and how hard they play and how much they want to win and things like that. I just didn't think they played very hard that night. And then maybe Alabama had something to do with it too. But, you know, since then, they haven't lost. You know, the calendar flipped to February. And this team is playing good basketball and has not lost a game. You know, Saturday night should be interesting uh, at Memorial because – since they beat Arkansas, the crowds have been pretty good. Yep, and they have. I expect, right. I, expect, I expect Memorial to be rocking. I, Clay, I'm with you 100%. In fact, I'll just go on and say it. If that place isn't at or near capacity, I'll be really disappointed. Like, that place should be jammed Saturday night. It should be. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I think they'll have a good 11 or 12,000 strong. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. The place holds a little over 14 now. You know, when they made some changes to uh, – they moved the media and they put those suites in, you know, behind the Blue Blood section, as I call it. That They've actually taken out through all that. They've taken out about 1,300 seats. And so it's about 14-3 and change now. But, yeah, I, I look for it to be a good 11 or 12,000 strong and – Expect it to be rocking. We'll be ready for old Mr. Pearl. They're gonna, they're gonna need, uh, honestly, they're gonna need a great crowd and a great atmosphere. I mean, Auburn took it out last night. I mean, took it out <laughs> last night on Missouri. Beat the, you know what, out of them. And they're gonna be you know, look. They know, like Auburn is a desperate team. Vanderbilt needs to keep this thing going. And so they're going to need that crowd to beat that. I think it should be a fantastic game Saturday night. But, you know, I I will be really disappointed. I'll just say it again. I'll be really disappointed if that place isn't electric Saturday night. Clay? Am I still on? You uh, are. Yes, yeah. you are. Okay. I thought, you know, you mentioned the uh, uh, Auburn-Missouri game last night, Darren. You know what Pogi calls that, the way Auburn plays last night? He calls that the RBF factor, red booty factor. Yeah, well, they had it. It was blazing hot booty last night because they, I mean, Missouri's good. Missouri is good. Obviously, they're coming off that very emotional win Saturday in Knoxville. Uh, I don't know if that was just a big, giant egg or Auburn – just realized they can't keep losing games and expect to play in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Whatever it was, uh, they just took it out on the Tigers. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say the Tigers. Uh, they took it out on Missouri and just beat them up. But going back to your original point, Clay, really, I look, I know you can't do anything about it, and we tried, we efforted again to get Jerry Stackhouse on. He is going to come on the show. It's just, unfortunately, our show's time 
and their time and their schedule is not lining up very well. So we'll just keep efforting to get him on. But uh, they would would they like to have some of those games back earlier in the season? Heck yeah! Because you know what? If they were playing some of those teams now, we know what would have probably happened. There would probably a lot of those losses would have been victories, and we would be talking about a team that is absolutely right there on that line, right? That line of getting in the NCAA tournament. Now they're going to have to keep winning because they're still not there yet. They look good. They're playing really well, but they're going to have to keep this thing going. And it can't have, you know, it can't, they can't have a stumble on Saturday. Right. Love the show guys. Thank you, Clay. Let's go to Tony in Nolansville. Tony, you're up next. Welcome in. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Uh, just echoing some of what y'all have already talked about, what Clay, y'all know I've been saying in a couple of weeks that I can see eight or nine conference wins with this team, and you just said it, Darren. Is, they've just got to keep up that momentum and that intensity and desire. Uh, because and, and as long as uh, Liam stays out of foul trouble and stays on the court, uh, I like this rotation Stackhouse is doing, where he gives them a good rest and has them at the end of the game. Uh, your A players, man, I like that, and it's working. And it seems to be, uh, you know, like I said, and I've said it earlier, just the way it seems to be coming together. And it's fun to watch this happening. Tony, and that's, that's all. Yeah, Tony, listen, I just I just want to ask you a quick question, sir, if you don't mind. I wanted to ask you about uh, if you, if you, even you, you and Clay are, you know, heavy supporters. Did you lose faith after the after the Alabama game? Because you say, you know, you saw eight to ten conference wins. You you couldn't have felt that way after the Alabama game a few weeks ago. Losing faith is the answer to that is no. Being P.O.'d <laughs> with a lackluster effort. Okay. Yes. Fair enough, yes. sir. Fair enough. And 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 that because, you know, you could see early in the season it was there, but it just seemed like something. They had to have a match to light their fire. And we all know something got said in the locker room. And I'm, I go back to it. I played a ball all my life. Y'all know that. Y'all have to. When he benched Lawrence for whatever reason, too, that got a lot of people's attention as much as that lopsided loss did. Yep. And I think when that happened, you had a lot of people all of a sudden, their intensity level in practice, their intensity level in games, uh, their more attention to detail all changed. And I think we're now seeing some of the fruit, as well as they are, some of the fruit of the labor of that now they just got to keep it going and that and that's one of the hardest things because eventually you know you get you you want to kind of let your guard down we're looking at the schedule we've all seen how bad lsu is all their games are winnable i mean they are winnable doesn't mean they're going to win them they are winnable games you don't look at anything left i'm looking at four games on the schedule this game without auburn is winnable, but man, it's going to be a monster of a game because you got two teams that are coming in. One, Darren, I think you said it. Justin, you might have. You got one team that's still in a desperate mode because they know where what they got to do, and they were picked to be there. 
and you got another team that's on the road. Something's got to give when these two match up Saturday night. Something's got to give. Yep, so should that, be fun. That, that being said, and uh, one other thing, guys, I want to talk about, and we beat this to death, but I just am having a hard time getting past it. It's about the Titans. Me and my breakfast buddies were talking about it once again this morning. It's still puzzling that the Titans were going out looking all over creation for an O.C., and you end up promoting a guy who had, was over a passing uh, – he was coordinator of your passing game, which we had one of the forced passing games uh, in the NFL. And then they say that they had some new ideas to bring to the table. It just It's still just a head shaker to me. I'm getting past it, but it's still a head shaker. And uh, if we don't see tremendous improvement – out of the OC when it comes up and, and the offense and with the holes they've got to fill, it's uh, God, it's just hard to see how this team uh, is going to be a contender anytime soon and uh, yep. the, you know, the next four we'll, years. And we'll, let me ask you to – Tony, we got to head to the break. We will talk about this on the other side because I do want to get into it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it as always. We will come back, wrap up the first hour – of the McFarland Show, and we will do that next. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the 6th annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th annual Mid-State Classic. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law 
laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash, or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You saw a picture of Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon is one of those guys that lived hard, okay? I know. Look, I know. I understand. There's some rough, humble miles on that body. Yeah. Some on the field, some off the yeah. field. Jim McMahon, high mileage. Oh, there's a high, high mileage. High mileage in that vehicle. not no. highway miles. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. So we're officially in the offseason. By the way, Bill Keen will join us to begin the second hour. Official offseason, although the Chiefs are celebrating today their Super Bowl victory. Yeah, good for them. Big parade. Good for them. Maybe we'll get a parade one day in Nashville. Eh, we had one before. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about a, a real. The, the actual, a yeah. A real. The real championship. Like, you know, the Lombardi yeah. or Lord Stanley's Cup. Like, yeah. that the that trophy going yeah. down Broadway. Down Broadway. Yeah. Which, you know, the last parade wasn't even down Broadway at no, the time. it wasn't. Down things, 2nd Avenue. Things were a lot different. The original downtown Nashville well, Strip. if you remember, and I know you do, yes. for all the new folks in it, 2nd Avenue used to be the hot spot. Yes, it was 2nd Avenue, not Broadway. It was 2nd Avenue, not Broadway. That was the hot spot. That was the hotness. Now, but I'll tell you what, I did go by 2nd Avenue recently. I didn't realize it's still not restored. It's still oh, not, not even no. close to being oh, done. Oh, no, they haven't even begun the right. work. There's a lot there. I mean, we, we could... Okay. There's a lot there. I didn't mean to go down that <laughs> road. That's sidetrack. Sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. We'll, we'll come to. We'll save that for June. Save that for June. Trust second, me. second Avenue. Save got, it for June. I got plenty. Just yeah. you know. Just by the way, everybody keep notes. We'll a lot of these topics we'll save for the summer months, but the hiring of the coaches for Mike Vrabel. Look, we don't know what's going to be good. What's not going to be good. What I do know is Todd Downing wasn't working. I said it for the the second half of the season. Yeah. It's just not working, okay? Y- you got to improve. They have. He's gone. Okay, he's now in New York. By the way, did you see the Jets also hired Keith Carter? So they've got Keith Carter and Todd Downing on the Jets staff. Yeah. So, yeah. but a lot of this is going to be on Vrabel. If things don't change now, 
everybody sees oh, yeah. the higher. Oh, like, the shift is like, coming. Right, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. You can't be like, oh, well, that's a – no. It, like, he's going to get those oh, yeah. questions. Yeah. Brady yeah, – Brady, sorry. Mike Vrabel. I was like, what? No, not the, Brady. Is there breaking news? No. Mike Vrabel, Sean McDermott, uh, a couple of those guys who have won but not gotten all the way there. This is the time when it's going to start – you know, coming around here and like, well, maybe the issue is you because we've changed everything but you. So maybe the issue really is you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, this goodwill can't last always. Yeah. That's how it works. So the shift, the focus will become on the head coach. If the new hires, it, nothing changes or it doesn't yeah. look any better, right? All right. That'll do it for hour number one. When we come back. We'll start things off with Bill Keen. We'll talk a little college football with him. That's next. ABC News, I'm Brian Clark. The white supremacist who fatally shot 10 black people in a Buffalo supermarket last year was sentenced to life in prison without parole for those murders and a charge of domestic terrorism. Before the sentencing, Peyton Gendron heard from victims and family members. The court was briefly halted after an incident. ABC's Aaron Katursky was there. A spectator had moved toward the podium and then rushed toward Gendron, who was instantly surrounded by the deputies that had been flanking him. The man was restrained. Uh, there were audible cries and shouts in the courtroom, and the hearing had to pause, and it took a few minutes for the court officers to restore order. Gendron pleaded guilty in November. In Turkey and Syria, the death toll has surpassed 41,000 after last week's earthquake. Crews are also still pulling survivors from the rubble nine days after the quake. Turkey's stock market jumped by 10% today. It reopened for the first time since the earthquake. This is ABC News. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 877-26-BIBLE. That's 877-26-BIBLE. 877-26-BIBLE. Bible. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line 
Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at tlinenash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Call now at 615-844-5600. Now the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour, McFarland Show here on this nice and warm Wednesday afternoon. Darren and Justin here with you. You can hear his voice starting at 6 a.m. on these airwaves tomorrow for three hours. Tomorrow and Friday, weekdays. He's Bill Keen. We talk in college football, and that's what we're going to do with him. Bill, how's it going? Hey, guys. There are, I'm going to play this game with you. Same trivia game that I played. With Justin, don't get nervous. It's not hard. How many teams are currently in the SEC? 14. 14. Well done. Well done. Soon to be 16, but 14 right now. How many teams have a new offensive coordinator coming into this upcoming 2023 season? Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, Yep. That's five. Um, let me think. Who am I skipping? Auburn? Yep. Oh, mm, let me think. Oh, Miss Defensive Coordinator. Not Offensive Coordinator. Correct. And Mississippi State. Correct. That's seven. And I'm still. I've still got room. You're not done. Here. You're not done. Oh, gosh. There's ten, Bill. Ten teams wow. in the SEC changed offensive coordinators. By the way, I didn't notice this one. South Carolina, Justin, you know this name, Dow Loggins. Oh wow! Is the OC former Titans OC? Mm is the OC Chicago at South Bears Carolina OC. and yeah. Chicago Bears OC. Yeah. Dow yeah. Loggins is the OC at South Carolina. But, Bill, <clears throat> 10 teams in this conference. Wow. I hadn't even thought of that. That's, a, that's interesting. What do you make of that? Oh, I think in some cases you move on because it's the right move for your career like Todd Bodkin, I think, I kind of thought he would stick around another year, but but the NFL flirtation, Tampa Bay, Ravens, all of that. I think there are times, obviously, Alex Golich with Tennessee got a head job. So in some of these cases, it's just the natural progression to get to the main desk at the uh, at the sports complex. And then in some cases, things are broken and you need you need new blood, like in Alabama. 
for example. That would be one that jumps out immediately. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame's not a good example, but they're they're still looking for one. They don't have one yet. So it, it could be a myriad of reasons. I kind of feel like, just from his track record, call me crazy, but Bobby Petrino at A&M either feels like it's going to be a home run or it's going to be a bust with uh, the place getting nuked on the way out. So I I just don't feel like there's anything in between. It's either going to be great or it's going to be kaboom. How do you feel about that hire? Well, the thing that confuses me is the ending at Louisville was completely ruined the resume. He's a brilliant offensive mind and developer and quarterback guy and play caller and schemer. He's all of that when he's right. I just don't know what his mindset is after that. And Louisville was a few years ago, right? The second time at Louisville. But it still happened, and it was weird. I mean, everybody quit. It was like they didn't even plan on hardly showing up. If he is just responsible for taking that offense and that young, very talented quarterback and good talent around him and a really good defense to help protect him, and he can be free and do what he's done in the past, he's outstanding. I mean, he's not just good. He's outstanding. That that incident, though, worries me. And we also know Bobby is a very quirky guy. He's – did I tell you this? Probably, if I'm just naming my all-jerk list, he'd be on the top three, probably, of, of head coaches and coordinators that I've run into. Most of those guys are pretty good guys. This guy is a total jerk all the time. <laughs> and I don't I don't know how that'll work either. Yeah, uh, when he was the head coach at Western Kentucky, he drove down here and sat in a studio with me for an hour. And, yeah. I can vouch for what you're – I mean, just – it was just – it was awkward. It was, oh, I can imagine. Uh, can you Very. imagine an hour in studio? It was what awkward. Were the, and the breaks were probably very awkward. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll never forget that day, Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Breaks were also – on air and off the air were awkward, uh, to yeah. say the least. Uh, I do I'm know that – I'm surprised he did that. Somebody made well, him do. That's not his kind of thing. Well, remember, this was you know this is somebody trying to desperately repair their image true, at the true. time. True. And so yeah. he was probably a little bit more willing to do some things when he was desperately trying to repair his image um, at that particular time. The other part that stood out to me when you brought up the Louisville stuff, even both go arounds. But I've got scout friends in the NFL that I get great stories from. And they used to tell me when he was at Louisville that they weren't sure if they were there on the set of them shooting for the longest yard or if they were there for a Louisville practice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he, he's not afraid to go band at you. Yeah. No. no I, look, he's a different cat. And, and I, could, I think you covered it well. I could see either way. I could, I could see them really – that offense really spreading their wings, and I could see a total implosion behind the wall there. I mean, because he's an alpha male. Jimbo's an alpha male. Jimbo's whole life has been in charge of offense, and now he's handed this thing over. That's a volatile cocktail. (laughs) What do you think about Mike Bobo at Georgia? 
Mike did a pretty good job under Mark Rick. He really did. I, I've known Mike a long time, and I think he's solid. I think Georgia here's, – here's Georgia. Georgia right now has the best roster. It's going to be the best roster again. They have the depth better than anybody else. And they have Kirby Smart, who's completely got his Ph.D. covered now. I mean, he's got mistakes he's made in games, fake punts, whatever, in the Alabama game, which which was a horrible call. All of that's gone. And it's his system. They're a pro-style system, guys. They don't spread everybody out, try and trick you. They don't try and make you look at all this eye candy. They line up and say, here's number 18, Brock Bowers. Try and cover him. Here's our tailback. Here's our offensive line. And here's our one-star quarterback. Deal with it. So I don't think – now, Monkin did a fantastic job. So acknowledge that. But I don't think that's going to be a problem. They have so much talent in the quarterback room. The quarterback room that they're going to select from this spring, they probably won't make an announcement, is going to be a quarterback with much more physical ability than Stetson Bennett. They'll be fine there. They're also going to get Dylan Rayola probably as the top-ranked player in America and is the quarterback. You will remember his dad, Dominic Rayola, longtime offensive lineman in the NFL and at Nebraska. They're going to get him too. I don't think the Bobo thing's going to hurt him at all. Bill, I want to ask you about uh, the news, of course, that Texas and Oklahoma are coming uh, in 2024 here uh, to the SEC. Who do you think, really for Oklahoma, Texas is obvious, who's the natural rivalry for Oklahoma, a matchup that we're going to see every year that you think is going to turn into a really good rivalry here uh, over the near future? Probably Arkansas. You don't want three mm. killers, right? If, if, if everybody's got three permanent opponents, we don't know everything yet. They'll, they'll announce it soon, I think. How it's going to look, no divisions, pods, and all that. But I think, I think obviously, you cannot separate Texas. That's permanent. Yes. Probably somebody geographically, and that would be Arkansas or Missouri. And, you know, you wouldn't want Texas and then a tough team and then LSU, right? I mean, that's, that's brutal. If, if we're looking at it today, I would think Arkansas. But rivalry means you got to beat them every now and again, Bill. It just can't be geographical. That means Arkansas has got to rise up and beat Oklahoma, you know, once every 10 years or so. Well, good point. Now, if it would have been the 21 team, I think Arkansas would have beat them. This year, uh, Oklahoma was miserable, and Arkansas turned into miserable. Right, they, yeah. they 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 regret because well, no, the thinking was they were going to take twenty one, which is a fantastic year, yeah, and they were going to build on it, yeah. And that didn't happen. That no. did not happen. The the secondary was terrible. The quarterback couldn't stay. KJ Jefferson's a very good quarterback, and he's back, but he couldn't stay healthy. It would they had lots of problems this year. So, yeah, Arkansas is in a tough neighborhood too, Bill. I mean, so I mean, that's part that's part of their. I think that's part of their issue. Speaking of neighborhoods, I've got a theory, Bill, that I wanted to hear your thoughts on. I've been telling people all for a long time. My my, when I was living in Alabama, Bill, down in Huntsville, there were a lot of people, Crimson Tide fans at the time, who took Clemson very likely back when they were making their run at the beginning of it. And I told them, I said, listen, just look at Tennessee. You look at Georgia, you look at Florida. Are those teams any good right now? No, those teams are kind of down. You know where all those guys went? 
They went to Clemson, okay? Uh, Clemson is nothing more than an SEC East team that is playing in the ACC recruiting-wise. Now, fast forward here, Bill. Clemson has been sort of on the outs, you know, still a 10-win team, still going to major bowl games, but you know what I'm talking about, Bill. And Tennessee and, and Georgia are now on the rise. How much has the rise of Tennessee and Georgia hurt Clemson, do you think? There is overlap. I mean, heck, Athens and Clemson are what, 60, 70 miles apart? Not far. I mean, a couple long tee shots, right? I mean, but I I don't know if it's directly – but they are not as, – as good as they do in recruiting, they're not nailing the skilled players. Their defense was stout a year ago. That was not a problem. They got two defensive linemen who are going to go in the first round here coming up. That's not the problem. It's been the offense. It's been the quarterback play. They don't have receivers anymore that scare you, like Amari Rodgers, T. Higgins, that kind of group. Mm. And they're decent at running back. The offensive line has been a huge problem. Now, they think Kate Klubnick, who they started at the end there, the freshman out of Texas, five-star, is going to be a big-time player for them. And I think they're probably right about that. They just don't have the skill kids that they had when they could beat Ohio State when they could beat Alabama. They do not have that same play. Bill, I want to ask you the, the other question here about uh, what's going to happen with uh, the future of Clemson and South Carolina. South Carolina continues to develop, and they look like they've got something going here. They certainly scared a lot of people last year, and the impact that that has now on maybe a possible actual for real rivalry there between those teams where, again, somebody's got to actually beat the other guy occasionally. Clemson's still better regardless of the game that we just watched. But South Carolina's sneaky good at times. They, they, they're really bipolar. I saw them look poor, like they played in Florida and looked terrible. I mean, got beat handily, and then Florida imploded right after that, and South Carolina started playing better. So it's hard to get a read on them, a consistent read. But they had a good recruiting class. They just signed this kid out of D.C. who is 6'5", 220 and is a legitimate 10-3 guy, like an Olympic runner, and he's going to be a tight end for them, and you'll be, you'll be seeing this kid. So that they're getting some players, but I don't think consistently they're as good as Clemson yet, and nothing will happen. I mean, when the SEC goes to the new format in 24, nothing will happen to that rivalry. Just one note, guys, I don't know if you thought about this. When they eliminate divisions in mm-hmm. 24, beginning in 24, and the top two teams in the league will go to the SEC championship game, meaning doesn't matter divisions. It's, it's winning percentage. That means there could be a year where an SEC matchup, Alabama-Georgia, could play three times. How about that? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That, that's probably not good for the conference. No, because let, let's say you play regular season, and Georgia-Alabama don't play a lot, but they will. And then let's say you play in the SEC championship game, and then 12-team playoff, Somewhere near you yeah, run back in. True. Yeah. Jeez. That's a good point. Jeez. Uh, as we wrap this up, did you see where Kevin Sumlin is joining Maryland staff? Yeah. Remember when Kevin Sumlin was a big to-do? <laughs> let me let me tell you what, Kevin. Yeah, things fell to pieces, but I'll tell you this. He's put so much money in his pocket. Uh, yeah, he's I, set. Oh, he's yeah, set. No, he's good. I bet you he's not just his salary. I bet you he's made $20 million just from the two teams paying him not to coach. To go right? away. And, yeah, yep. 
I so and and think about it. So it's not the money. He'll make seven figures though, and he can be in the office where all he has to do is watch ball, write on film, and draw ball plays and coach them. Any Johnny Five Stars got his feelings hurt over NIL. That's not his office, right? That's Loxley. So I, that's not a bad gig. Nope, especially when you're set for life. <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure, pressure at all. Yeah. You're fired. No, okay. <laughs> oh, you're going to pay me to go away? Yeah, well, thanks. Boo-hoo. Yeah, big deal. <laughs> By the way, I just saw where Joe Moorhead got an extension at Akron. I have a very close friend. His son was the punter at Akron not too long ago. I went to a game there against UAB. That is one of the more – maybe the most difficult job in the country. It's awful. I like Joe Moorhead. I I mean, I'm glad he got an extension, but, Bill, that's a that's a job I, I don't know how you can win at. I really don't, unless you're just doing, you know, some stuff maybe that people don't want – you don't want people to find out about, you know? Well, and you have to go your entire career once you graduate there and played there or coached there, knowing that your nickname was The Zips, which means zero, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. you're stuck with that for life. It's on your tombstone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's tough. There's been a lot of zip seasons, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, not good. Tough to be intimidating. <laughs> Bill, good stuff as always. Appreciate it. We'll okay, be listening guys. tomorrow. Thank you. Bill King, tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m., here on these airwaves. Wide open the rest of the hour, 615-844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us. Phone calls, I'm also going to ask you, I'm going to read you some grades or some teams in the AFC, and I want you to grade them. All right, got it. Their seasons. Let's do it. All that coming up next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. Hey, small business owner, when's the last time you checked your workers' comp rate? For many small businesses, workers' comp insurance is one of their biggest costs. But some don't check their rate often. Did you know rates can vary? In fact, taking three minutes to check your rate with Pi Insurance could save you up to 30%. Just go to IWantPie.com, share a few details about your business, and get a quote that's customized for you with no hassle or hidden fees. We know you're busy, but spending just a few minutes to check your rate could save you money. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. See how much you could save with Pie Insurance. Ask your agent for pie or get a quote at IWantPie.com. That's IWantPie.com. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa. 
New game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your big game headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk. Eggs. 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened to every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. And I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 615-844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us on this Wednesday. Tennessee and Alabama in Knoxville tonight. Big college basketball tilt. Tennessee the favorite coming in tonight's contest. Alabama number one in the land. Vols have lost three of their last four. Currently, the line is Tennessee by three. That game will be shown on ESPN2 tonight. Uh, tip, Nashville time, 6 o'clock. Okay. So keep that in mind if you're looking for a good, good college basketball game. So there's this website called The 33rd Team. Yeah, I've heard of okay. this recently, yes. And they just they graded today every AFC team and their 2022 season. Okay. So I'll start with the obvious e- easy ones, okay? So what do you think they gave a grade to the Chiefs? Uh, A+. Plus. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> he won the Super Bowl. What do you think they gave the Texans? Uh, well, l- let me ask this. I just want to be fair. Are they giving Fs? Are, are there, are there are. Fs out they there? Are. Okay, yes. because you know, never know. Somebody okay, raving on the curve. Just want to make sure. Three Fs. There are three Fs out three there. Three Fs. Okay, then the Texans would get an F. They get an F. Yeah. Okay. If there are Fs out there, the can, Texans can get you one. Can ga- you uh, guess the other two? The other two Fs on the year. Um, AFC teams. AFC they Fs. graded them. The Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos were an F. Yeah, they should get an F for sure. Epic failure. Yeah. And the other F, perhaps, maybe the the Las Vegas Raiders. Good guess. No? They get a D. Mm. There were three 
D's. Then that mean with the Indianapolis Colts. Then the Indianapolis the Colts F. were an epic failure. Remember when people were picking them to win yeah. the division? Broncos, Colts, I really Texans, do think the Ra- I really do think the Raiders are worse than the Colts as far as the season is concerned. Because they in went a out number and got Devontae Adams. Yeah. yeah. yeah they it's made a just, big splash. Yeah. So there were two other D teams. Okay. So the other D teams, let's see. Um, see, we've already said uh, we've already said the Raiders were out there as the D team. So I'm scrolling through here in my in my mind. Derek can attest. I'm not looking at at the standings. I'm scrolling through in my head here. Think who would be the other D team? Um, the Texans and the Raiders. Um, no, no, we've already done that. So who's the bottom of these other divisions? No, I mean because the AFC East was was loaded. This year, Buffalo, the Patriots, uh, the Jets, who I wouldn't give a D. They giving the Jets a D? Nope. C plus. Yeah, I'm about to say you don't give the Jets a D. So you start looking elsewhere. You know, the Chargers were pretty good. The Chiefs. Uh, we talked about the Raiders. We talked about the Broncos. So now you shift over. The Jacksonville Jaguars won the division. The Titans were in second place in the division. We've already placed the Colts and the Texans. So that leaves. So the Titans getting a D. The Titans got a D. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I guess they lost seven games at the end of the year. That'll do it. The Browns, the other D. Ah, team. in the old North there. Uh, the Brown- well, yeah, I mean, sure. It's a the Browns play in a tough neighborhood, um, but you know that's that's no excuse, I guess. Somebody's got to get a D, so that's them. So there we are. I was a little well. Let me just say this: when you know that Deshaun Watson's not available for basically the year, he came back in what week thirteen? Something I don't. Yeah, I mean, late. How did you? What what were your true expectations for the Browns? I, I don't know. It depends on how they're grading these Baker guys. Baker was gone. You know. It's tough for me to give the the Browns, you know, a D again, considering their quarterback situation and considering their division. Again, you're playing in a, a tough neighborhood in the AFC North uh, because Baltimore, Baltimore is very good normally, very competitive at the very least. The Steelers, they've had a winning season or, you know, 500 for the last 15 years, which is absolutely ridiculous. So... You're going to lose your fair share of games just playing those two. And then you got, you know, the chosen one, Joe Burrow, there in Cincinnati, and they're going to win a bunch of games. So what were you expecting the Browns to do with Mike Tomlin, Joe Burrow, and, you know, Harbaugh and the Ravens? I mean, that is, you know, they kind of did, you know, what they could do with that. I did not agree with a D for the Browns. I I just don't know what what real expectations there were. I mean, I – I just kind of felt like they, their season kind of played out exactly how I, mean, I expected it. I mean, to. they weren't two and fifteen, right? So I, I know you don't something? reward them. So, <laughs> yeah. but I just I would have given them a C. Yeah. Right. I mean, I just would give them just an average. Yeah, they weren't they C. Just weren't that not that bad. The Titans. I mean, I I understand the D. I, I mean, you could you could get an F. I mean, honestly. The Well, the division was there for the taking. Yeah, I mean, take advantage yeah. of a lousy, lousy division. I would give the I would judge the Titans a little bit more harshly because 
of the losing streak at the end of the season and because of the division that they're in. They don't have Mike Tomlin and Joe Burrow and uh, Jim Harbaugh. That's and, what I'm you know, getting Lamar, at. Everything you Lamar made Alexander. the case for the Browns, the Titans had none of that. Yeah. So, in my opinion, they don't get the same grade. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably the Browns should have gotten a C and yeah. the Titans. Okay. You could make the case get an F. Okay. For how it ended. That's fair. You want to go that route. That's fine. I mean, it's look, a D or an F. It's it's sure. all bad. No, it is bad. It's There's all no bad. No question about that. So I just thought that was interesting. Uh they gave the Jags an A. I don't I an mean, I a. guess Are you serious? Yeah, they gave them an A. Okay, I, I they're not serious. I'm not worried about yeah, it. Okay, that's fine. I, I don't really Okay, if you want to get a B plus, they, were, they, they won a playoff. They game. were nine and eight. Yeah, they won a playoff <laughs> game. So I mean, you get you get marks. You came back. You were dead in the water. You came back, but an A. They were nine really? and eight. An A? No, I don't think a, no. I don't think they're an A. a B minus. I would. I would in the B category. Yeah, you know, well, because they won the playoff game, I would have given them a B plus. In that division, they gave the Chargers yeah. a B. Like no, yeah. the Chargers. Like how much more? T- how many more times okay. are we going to hype you know up what? the Chargers you know every offseason? I see what this is. I see what this is. This is the we love the quarterback um, type of type of thing going on here. It doesn't say, that. but it doesn't say. I know it doesn't grading, say that. We're grading the quarterbacks. Well, I know it doesn't say that, but the, the, the favoritism is there. When yeah. you're giving the Jacksonville Jaguars with a 9-8 and eight record, an A – on the season because they won the division and went on a run. Nothing against them. They did it. It was fine. They won the playoff game. That's fantastic. They were still nine and eight and never almost didn't go through that. And you know, if, if it wasn't for a call, they went a certain way here and there. And, you know, the Dallas Cowboys did some reckless things in their game against them. Jacksonville doesn't have to end up with this. I mean, they did credit to them, mm-hmm. but you know, let's let's not kid ourselves about how great Jacksonville was. Eh, I don't worry about all that. Yeah, uh, A just, plus, please. Well, and that wasn't an A plus. It oh, was just an A. Just an A. No. Just an A. No, no. They no. still weren't an A. No, Jacksonville isn't getting it. No. They weren't an A minus. No, no. I, like I said, no. I, I they given Trevor Lawrence. I give them a B plus because they won a playoff game. Yeah. Okay. You know. Did all those things you say happen? Yeah, that they were a play here, a play there, did not even make in the playoffs. Yeah. So you would never give a team like that an A. Let so. me guess. All the marquee, everybody with the marquee quarterback got an A. No, the Bills got a B plus. Chargers a B. What the flip? How do you give the Chargers Ravens B minus? How do you give the How do you give the Buffalo Bills a B? For for what? Because they make the I know. they make the Super Bowl. I, I, I don't. Mean, I wouldn't give them a B plus. That's pretty rough. They had pretty huge expectations. Well, again, they're playing in a tough neighborhood. I mean, so <laughs> you're you're gonna get beat for them. For them, for the Buffalo Bills, their expectations is, are different than everybody else. So for them, anything short of getting to the Super Bowl is a failure of a year for their for well, them and their at fan least base. The conference championship game. Come on. Yeah. With those expectations. Oh yeah. I mean, them going one and done is like is they, tough pill to swallow. They have to be in the AFC title. Game. Tough tough pill to swallow. But still, a, a B for the overall season is 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 rough stuff. But okay. So it just got me thinking. Okay, so what is the conference going to look like next season? Well, okay, so let's look at all the teams that they rated highly. Well, we know Joe Burrow; he's not going anywhere. You wouldn't think. got to start with the quarterbacks, right? Mahomes sure. isn't going anywhere. Herbert's not going anywhere. Allen's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now the question is: You brought up that Raiders team. Yeah, they got a D. Yeah, we talked about the Browns. 
They got a D. Yeah. Now, the Browns will have Deshaun Watson in the mix, yep. in the fold, for the entire season as long as he's healthy. Yep. And as long as he stays out of trouble. Yep. Okay? I would su- suspect, even with everything you laid out, their division being good, mm-hmm. the expectations are going to go up for the Browns. Yes. Because they have a lot of pieces other than just Deshaun Watson. Yes. Okay? And before all this mess, Deshaun Watson was viewed as an elite franchise quarterback. Without question. Okay? Now, will he ever return to that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Don't We're know. about to find out. Don't so know. So you've got him, and you've got expectations for the Browns. The Raiders, there's only one thing and one thing only, really, that can happen to them for them to be – for anything to change on their end. They have to land Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Oh, yeah. Or they're toast, right? They're, they're – they're going to be awful. Yeah. They will be awful. Yeah. If they don't land him. Yeah. This- and I suspect they've got a real shot because if Aaron Rodgers wants to win, I don't know if he does or he doesn't. I, I can't mm-hmm. figure him out. We know he's going to make tons of money. Yeah. So that and motivation. Not, and he's a, not going to retire. He's not retiring. He's no. not giving up $60 million. That's not happening. No. He's going to play it out. The Green Bay wants to, tra- and they have to trade him. They can't release. They're not going to release him. They can't. Yeah, because the cap is. Have you seen the cap number? If they For, release him, no, no, I've not seen it. I, I don't know if they could field a fifty-three man roster. Okay, it's that bad. Huh? It's that bad. Okay, yeah, it's it's more than the sixty million. Where the Raiders then seem like the perfect landing spot for him. Because I think they're going to ship him out of the NFC. I don't think they have any desire to have him stay in the conference. I think the, no. they want him to go to the other conference. And outside of the Raiders, if that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. I mean, I know the Jets are going to be in play, but if you had your choice, indoors, yeah, state-of-the-art facility, yeah, in Las Vegas mm-hmm. with a better roster, yeah, or in New York in the biggest market, I get it, yes. biggest market, outdoors, market one, playing in East Rutherford, New Jersey, yeah, and for an organization that traditionally has done a whole lot of losing. I'm picking the Raiders, although it's it's closer than you might think because it's not like the Raiders have been setting the world on fire with you know with no, with wins haven't. and no. you know championship and you know commitment to excellence uh, over the although last. They've done more winning than the Jets. They have they have more winning in their history than the Jets. They do. Um, however, uh, I, I believe that you know it, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough in that in over there where they're playing in the AFC West. And this is something I didn't realize. You know, we've talked about Patrick Mahomes, especially yesterday. Patrick Mahomes has never lost an AFC, never lost a division game like on the road or something ridiculous. He's got some ridiculous stat like that where he's won all of his division games, either at home or the road, I forget. But either way, it suggests that you're not going to do anything better than a split with Patrick Mahomes. It is a rough division going over there and dealing with Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you have the chip on your shoulder that says, watch me go beat Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead Stadium? Yeah, you sure do. Yeah, he's going to have that kind of gas in his uh, in his engine there to want to go do that. But it's it's a really, really tough neighborhood. And then you got whatever's left of Russell Wilson and Denver over there as well. And then you got Justin Herbert. But you have Sean Payton. So. And, and Sean, 
that's so a. So if, if they have any chance of it, turning, it's a rough neighborhood over there in the AFC West. If there's any chance in Denver of turning that thing around, Sean Payton is their only hope. Oh yeah, you know Sean. Now listen, he can he can think about ways to get the ball around. There's no question about that. So if Russell Wilson and, and here's the other thing. <laughs> Russell Wilson is not gonna can't go in there with Sean Payton and say, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know, we both got Super Bowl rings in here, champ. <laughs> let, let's let, let's talk about you know how this is gonna go. I got a program. The reason this offseason is so critical for the Titans because as we talk through this, yeah, even without Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets or the Raiders, but it looks pretty. Looks it seems pretty. I feel very confident. 90% or better, he's going to an AFC team. I think he's going to end up in this conference. Okay. When you look around, this conference, in my opinion, and we haven't even seen free agency. Nope. We haven't seen the draft. Right now, today, the AFC is running away from the NFC. It The strength of schedule wow. is way better than the NFC. Yeah. Way better. But... The NFC still won two of the last three Super Bowls, and you know, they're they're not completely out of it. Yeah, I understand that they're on their way. I get it, but you know, they're still crafty over there in the NFC, and it's just one game. Well, give give me okay. So you have the Forty ers Yeah, you've got the Eagles. You do Cowboys, but you know, I mean, yeah, uh, good yeah. regular season team. But see, that's the thing. We don't know. You don't know who's going to rise up, and and this is the thing about it. Somebody always does. There's always the rise up out of nowhere. We didn't know he was that good. It could be Justin Fields in Chicago. I'm not saying he is. It could be. It could be Justin Fields in Chicago. It could be some no-name that ends up going to Tampa or Atlanta and lighting things up for 4,000 yards this year that we had no clue was that good at all. It's just... I, I said today. That was my premise. I said today... Without oh, knowing wow. anything, the NFC is pretty darn weak. Yeah. Saints, nothing. Falcons. They're looking at Derek Carr. Nothing. Is where it is, but yeah. Panthers. Not right. Yeah. Uh, today, yeah. they, they got a whole bunch of teams over there that don't even have a quarterback. No. Kirk Cousins isn't scaring anybody. Kirk Cousins is no. what he is. No. Well, we, yeah, yeah, Jared yeah. Goff in Detroit? No. Kyler Murray in Arizona? Yeah, no. Right. Uh, you see what I mean? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. just keep playing this game. It's just it's Green Bay now. Now Green Bay's what? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, unless you believe Jordan Love is going to turn into the next well, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers of Green Bay. Whether or not the teams are good or bad, here's what I know for a fact. They're going to field seven playoff teams next year. I understand year. that. doesn't mean and that they're good. Then they're going to pare it down to four, you know, on each side. And I, then there's going to be an NFC champion right, coming out of it. Right, but it doesn't mean their strength, of, they, their strength is the same as – the same seven teams that'll get in for the AFC. Are you suggesting that we're going that we're getting ready to go back into a dark ages era where you and I remember when the NFC skull dragged the AFC for a decade and a half in the Super Bowl or however long well, that was? You had the 49ers dynasty, you had the Cowboys dynasty. Um, but no, the, you, you had the 49ers in between, you had the Redskins in between, yep. you had the Giants, yep. then you had the Cowboys. Yep. And the 49ers again, and then all the way. And I forget who broke it. I for, I've, I can't remember now who finally – was it the Ravens? No, it was the Broncos. The Broncos in 98. So from like 1980 until the late 90s, mm-hmm. 
all of that, Brent Favre got one. All of that was the NFC. So you suggesting that we could be going back could be. to a dark ages period where the AFC, and, and remember, you remember this, the NFC title game at the time was considered more or less a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. No one was watching, and we can remember this, there, were, there would be AFC championship games between like San Diego and Pittsburgh, and no one cared. Everyone wanted to watch Dallas and San Francisco. Yep. Everybody wanted to watch the Giants and the 49ers. That was the that was the Super Bowl. The, this the, everything else was just, you know, was just there just because. Yep. So you're saying we could be going that direction. Could be. Could I, be. I don't know about that. Could be. A lot could of parody be. now. I don't know. It's much tougher. A lot of that stuff that you just mentioned is pre-salary cap. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to do than today's game. All right, we'll step away. More of the McFarland show. Next here on WNSR. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more. And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. He did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. If that's what their plan is, we're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Little programming note. We'll have an abbreviated show on Friday. Vanderbilt Baseball will kick off their season in Dallas, well, really Arlington, at the new Rangers Stadium. They're going to take on TCU. So I think the first pitch is at 3, the pregame at 245. Mm -hmm. So abbreviated show on Friday. Along those lines. Yes. I just saw on Twitter, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen this or not, where I think there's two of them. I'm pretty sure of this because I know I've done a deep dive. Maybe you guys have too at Fox 17. The whole, you know, when you get to the whistler, okay? The whistler's really plural, right? There's there's two whistlers. There's they're not. Oh, you talking about the restaurant? The restaurant, the no, whistler, the Vandy whistler, the Vandy. Oh, Baseball. you mean the news? No, okay. okay, I'm sorry. Well, I just saw where Jeff Pack passed away at the age of 69. That's oh, put. I just saw man. that on Twitter. No, I'm sorry. So I think there's two. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, you may be right about that. I'm sorry, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I was a Vanderbilt baseball whistler. Okay, okay. I, I got you now. Okay. I'm just saying gotcha. at the time, sorry. I was like, what? what yeah. Like, okay. Um, so I didn't know that. I just saw that. No, on I didn't Twitter. know that either. That that's sad to hear. Uh, that's, well, uh, it, it, they they were very. I keep saying they. I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a whistler. Um, I'm pretty sure Jeff. It was him and his buddy, and I I'm drawing blanks on. There's two of them okay. for the Whistler. But okay. I just saw um, – so sad news. That is sad. Although I know all opposing fans probably don't feel that way because <laughs> it's been very controversial <laughs> over the years. No, I mean, all seriousness, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I know, I'm not trying to make light of it. I just know that it's been a very, very controversial, as you know, yeah. subject matter over the years. Yeah, but, I mean, at a certain point, though, Darren <laughs> – when do you just accept that as part of the like this is part of the thing over well, here? Well, I think if you sit around it, I think that's when you you realize you can't accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can go in with that mindset until <laughs> you're the seats in front or behind or yeah. in that section, right? Yeah, I think that's that's. Weird. Now, listen, I I've heard it and I've had to be introduced to it, you know, because I didn't understand it at first, but you know, over the years, I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. Um, and I'm not – I think, you know, listen, if Mississippi State can have cowbells, then I think you can deal with, you know, what's going on at Vandy. That, that's just my view on it and yeah. how I've always looked at it. Um, you know, everybody's got their own thing. You know, Vandy, some of the traditions sometimes are, are tough to identify right away. And so this is one of the things that, that, that really went well with them. And, I, you know, but I do understand the, the controversy surrounding it. 
or the debate at least. Yeah, I wonder if there's anybody out there listening that actually sat around the Whistler. Oh, I'm sure we can get a couple people calling. You know? Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure we'll hear from them. How that went during the course of a game. Because I haven't. I, I've never – I never sat around – the whistler of Andy game, but you, but you. Oh, of course, okay. yeah. But I've never sat in a close proximity. Yeah, I can't say I've I've sat next to it, but you know I've certainly heard. You can't help but well, to know, if yeah. If you're watching or listening, yeah, no, on the you, radio no, you got or watching, I mean, you got it. You now. can't avoid it. Yeah, that's that's virtually impossible. <laughs> so sad news. Um, sad. So I hated I'm to see to that. During, uh, I didn't know Jeff Pack. I just knew of him. I did not know him at all. Um, so, sad news. Just wanted to pass that along. But, obviously, uh, we're looking forward to talking to Tim Corbin throughout the course of the season. And, he knows, um, yeah. They will be uh, in the, one of those cool invitational tournaments. And as we talked to him here last, here in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. weather is of no issue because it has a roof. It's it a does. retractable roof. It stadium. does. Uh, opening up down there in Arlington. So this should be interesting. And I don't believe the grass is going to be slick. No, I don't think they're going to have that problem. No. Um, although the bases may be bigger. Uh, are they doing that in college baseball as well? Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know. Now, that that is interesting. We'll, we'll ask Coach about yeah, that. I, I, I'm interested. When that came out, I didn't know that was a big to-do. I didn't realize there was a lot of people clamoring for that. Listen. I had to get on the phone with my father. My father's the biggest baseball fan I know. And I had to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with him about all these rule changes in, in Major League Baseball uh, that I'm sure we'll get into here. Yeah. Uh, you know, They're coming right back second. with the extra innings. <sighs> Runner at second. They're coming I, back I have an issue. Which means I guess it's not going away. I'm having a problem with all of this. The shift is going to be that, – that rule is going to an effect, I think, this season it's, too. It's, it's, Can't do it anymore. It's too much – too soon it's it's all this it's a lot of change very quickly for me um you know and and i think it's going to catch some people off guard because some people are really diehard baseball fans other people will watch their team occasionally and may not realize hey what happened to what happened to that do the bases look bigger is there a clock in the back what's the deal with the clock hey is there a why is I, there a guy second? At, I know? love the clock. Listen, it's been working in the minors. You can you can love it or hate it, and I and I understand. I'm just saying that it's happened. It would seem very quickly. Yeah, that's all. All right, we'll come back. Wrap up Wednesday's edition of the McFarland Show next. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. 
Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee, tax-refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later? That's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! It's the NHL on Sports USA, and we'll be at the Stadium Series in Raleigh, North Carolina, skating outdoors at Carter Finley Stadium. It's a matchup between the Carolina Hurricanes with Aho, Mason, and Stahl, hosting Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Alexander Ovechkin, the great eight. Saturday, February 18th, it's the Canes and the Caps. All season long and through the Stanley Cup final, the National Hockey League is on Sports USA. Pre-game coverage begins at 6 p.m. live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare Studio. Look, from time to time, you'll just hear me say this. This is kind of a PSA for the McFarland Show. Stand by for this public service announcement, courtesy of the McFarland Show. We're saying this because we mean it. Okay, so during the break, somebody called in who listens to the show and likes the show and Whoever you are, we didn't get your name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wanted to, I guess, kind of weigh in on the Vandy Whistler. Yeah. But didn't want to go on air, and I guess Devlin was having a hard time hearing him. It sounded like they wanted to correct us. Yeah, that's fine. Which is fine. It it it's fine. This is live radio. If you if you have something to say or to lighten the show or to educate us, sure. Which, by the way, we learned from Chris Stewart. Mm-hmm. Tony in Nolansville, his story about 
Brandon Warren is correct. 1,000%. Right? It's a hundred. Remember, we were going, like, how did it happen? 1, how did he end up thousand, in Tuscaloosa? Almost word for word. Yes. Tony from Nolansville <laughs> called in and said his dad played at Alabama, played football. He's got a shrine in their house. Mm-hmm. He would take people recruiting his son. Hey, let me show you this room. And it's like, oh, word there's for a lot word. of elephants in there. Word for word. I guess he's not coming to fill-in-the-blank school. No. And he was right. He was. Look. We, we don't have all the answers. And, again, uh, the PSA is there's a lot of shows in town that tell you they want your phone calls. They don't really mean it. They just want you to fill about 20 or 30 seconds, and then they want to start talking again. We're not that show, okay? And I don't really feel like this station is that station. Uh, if you notice, this is a very caller-friendly radio station, not yes. just our show. I feel pretty comfortable talking about every show on here yeah it's very welcoming it is and i know there's a lot of lip service that goes on in this market about we want your phone calls they really don't they're just saying it and pretending they want you to talk for about 20 or 30 seconds and then they want you to be gone and then they want to start talking again we're not that way and if even if you're correcting us i don't care we're not always going to be right. We could be listen, or enlighten us. We Dar- can learn from you. Darren and I correct each other about forty times during the show <laughs> about all kinds of things that you know. Some things on the air, some things not. But let's not get ourselves. I don't think I know everything. Darren doesn't think he knows everything. So you know, please, by all means, give us a call. Tell us where we're right. Tell us where we're wrong. Yeah, and look, if he, if they were just nervous and they don't like going on the air, that's fine. That, that I don't know if too. that was the case or not, or too. did want to come on to correct us. Just, just so you know, if it is, it's okay. It's yeah, fine. Absolutely. Or disagree. We're not always going to agree on everything, and that's okay. That's called Sports Talk Radio. But just remember, this show really does welcome your calls, and we mean it. And we let you talk. All right, that'll do it for us here on this Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. Stay tuned. Afternoon stretch is next. On air.